presented by Syntax Advisors. Welcome to ETF TV, your insight into the world of exchange-related funds, issuers, and investments. I'm Margot Tahrikova, and joining me today is Karak Stobi, Managing Director at CoreShares, and Deborah Fur. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Gareth, exciting news with 10X announcing they're going to acquire CoreShares. Can you tell us about 10X's business? 10X started roughly six, seven years before CoreShares, and their focus was to build a low-cost, simple, passive retirement solution that would help clients harness the benefits of index investing over the life of their savings journey. And they developed both a corporate offering, a corporate umbrella fund structure where small corporates could use that pension fund product, as well as more recently, a direct-to-consumer platform where individuals can set up their pensions. So on the back of this, they developed some large passive balance funds to support that initiative. And over the years have gathered over 19 billion of assets under management and a few thousand clients. So a very similar business to CoreShares, independent, sort of challenger brand, very focused on the passive low-cost index market, but didn't have a number of complementary product sets that we have like ETFs. You started ETFs in 2012. Can you tell us about your journey? Like many ETF businesses, we have been looking for opportunities in the passive space. We've had a number of product launches over the years that we're very proud of, a number of first-to-market opportunities, but we've also looked at other areas of the market, such as smart beater and so forth. I would say the biggest change in our business over those 10 years, Debbie, has been to migrate from being a product house, which many ETF providers are seen to be, to being a fully-fledged investment manager with a robust investment philosophy. And you know that sort of coming of age has been a wonderful journey to be part of. And can you give us a sense of your current product set and assets? So we have 18 strategies in unit trust format at the moment, fairly evenly split between our ETF range and our traditional CIS or collective investment scheme range. 10X has been particularly successful in the balance fund space. We've been very strong running segregated accounts, ETFs, single building block funds, whereas they've been really good at solution funds. So very neat from a client segmentation perspective and from a product integration perspective. What do you see as a potential for the combined businesses of 10X and core shares? So as you know, scale is everything in the passive market. Clearly from a pricing perspective and from a cost leadership perspective, it means that you can run your business that much more efficiently, but it also gives you the headspace, the capacity, the people power, to grow into new areas of the market from a product development perspective. ESG, of course, is a huge focus area globally, and that takes resources to implement properly. And so combining these two businesses that are very complementary allows us to pursue both growth opportunities and just run much more efficiently. And what is your outlook for the ETF industry in South Africa? The ETF industry over the last five years has really grown nicely, mainly on the back of changes to regulation allowing for much more expansive product range, looking at different global opportunities. Pre that, we were a bit constrained from an exchange control perspective, which is archaic legislation in the global context, but important in our market. Some of the big headaches that we're still fighting in our market is access to investment platforms, which is something I've got to be in my bonnet to try and solve, because if you look at the traditional CIS market, that's a very large mature market in South Africa and ETFs are largely excluded from that traditional platform market. So linking platforms to ETFs, I think, will help with the next step change in our trajectory. 
That's great. Thank you for that update. Thank you. Debbie, is there any other news from the ETF industry? Last week, there were 19 new listings from 16 issuers and 42 new cross listings. So year to date, in the first four months, we've had 547 new products come to market, 722 new cross listings. There's been 108 closures and 72 cross listings that have been delisted. When we look at the products that came to market last week, 21 shares has partnered with ETF Securities in Australia to bring out a Bitcoin and Ethereum ETF. And Cosmos has partnered with Purpose to bring out a Bitcoin ETF in Australia. Indusco has brought out a China A shares 300 and a China A shares mid cap. The other products are again around ESG and thematics exposures. If we look at the data for the end of April in terms of flows and assets, because of the market move, the assets have gone down to $9.3 trillion. But we have seen we've had 35 consecutive months of net inflows, and we've had $31 billion of net inflows during the month of April. There's now 630 issuers. ETFs are listed on 80 exchanges in 63 countries. And when we look, the majority of money has been going into equities up until this month. In April, we saw money going into fixed income predominantly and slight outflows from equities. We have seen money going into gold as an inflation hedge and safe harbor. And we've also seen that the US actually had net outflows. Globally, as I said, there were net inflows of 31 billion, but the US ETF industry did have net outflows last year. So it does show how investor sentiment is quite different if you dig into the numbers from different perspectives. Thanks again to our sponsor, Syntax Advisors, and of course, to all of you for watching. To watch prior episodes and to see news from the ETF industry, visit us at etftv.net. ETF TV News does not provide investment advice nor recommend products.